do you have problems? Maybe problems you'd like to go away. Like maybe there's just always been problems in your life. And it seems like nobody else has problems, but in your life, particularly, there are problems. So <laughs> today's episode, you're in luck because we're going to be talking about why life has problems. This is the Existential Soak Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. What's going on, Danny? What's up, Randy? So, Danny, serious question here. Yeah. Why, why does life have problems? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're a philosophy professor. Yeah. Like, yeah. why does life have problems? Well, why can't I, I just mean, have a problem-free existence? It would be nice, <laughs> wouldn't it? You know, the one thing, I guess, like, one, well, it depends on how you look at it, I guess. One way to maybe look at it is, like, those problems give us opportunities to develop, to grow, to try new things to you know push ourselves out of our our boundaries our limits actually maybe if you look at that and i mean i don't know there might be something there with evolutionary terms too in the sense that like without those problems we wouldn't have evolved in the way that we did and like became like smarter and better and able to manipulate the world like we have you know without the problems of like you know based in science we wouldn't find new things we wouldn't be able to develop new things i think Problems are a part of life, but they can be a good part. They're just a really hard part, too, sometimes, because we all face them, and it just sucks when you're facing them, you know? Yeah, I I mean, I can resonate with that. It definitely sucks. <laughs> and there's, there's, been a, there's been, like, a couple periods in my life where I thought I had it solved. Like, my biggest problems, I got rid of them, and for a day or two, I was living a problem-free existence, and I was like, I finally done it. Like, this is it. I've, yes, awesome. And then all of a sudden, eh, turns out there's no such thing as a problem for existence. Yeah, it's funny, too. I always wonder if it's like, is it like the way we interpret them as like being so bad? That's really the problem, you know, with the problems. Because they do exist. They're always there. Like, you can't get away from it. Like, even when you, like you said, like, even if you give it up all the big things that are bothering you, you find a way around all those things. It feels great, but then something will always come up. Like it always does. Yeah. I think I I think that our brains just are problem finding machines. They're problem solving machines because that makes them feel really good, but they're also problem finding machines. So like yeah. those days when I didn't have problems, my brain was out there like scouting around like, <laughs> well, I don't have any problems, but like there's got to be something that's bothering him. What could be bothering him? And I you know cuz yeah. I've heard it said that like the goal of life isn't to have a problem-free existence; is to have problems worth living for. I like that. That's a good way to say it. Yeah, yeah. Where you have like a reason. Well, you know, like so many of us, like right, we're we're meaning-making creatures. Like we want to have a life of meaning. And like you said, solving problems feels great because it feels like we're accomplishing something. It feels like we're doing something. Like, and I think maybe that is it. Maybe like we are looking for them because it gives us meaning. It gives us something to work towards that's clear and that we can define and that we can overcome, you know, and it might be really challenging, but it is a way to like kind of keep moving that sort of thing forward. Because imagine if you had no problems at all, what would you, you know, what would you do? Because that assumes, I mean, in a certain sense, it's like you're doing nothing, you know, <laughs> like it's weird, but. Yeah. yeah, I actually heard of like a little brain experiment the other day where it's like, imagine you wake up in an alternate reality and all of your problems are just solved. What would you do? And I was just like, oh, man, that's good. <laughs> well, then you have the problem of what to do, right? It automatically yeah. comes up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah. I think we have this skewed, I think, I really do think a lot of it is that we have this skewed idea of life that, like, we imagine this, and I don't know where it comes from. Maybe it comes from, like, imagining, like, people imagining, like, a perfect afterlife or something or something like that, or, like, this, like, bliss. But, like, we have this image of, like, the good life as being this, like, perfect thing where nothing's wrong, we're always happy, and it's like, but is that life? Because stuff always happens in life. Stuff you can't control. Like, you know, we're living things, so people are going to perish. There's going to be accidents. There's going to be problems outside. You know, it's just how it is. You know, that's I, I'm glad you brought that up because I've thought about this a lot. I was like, is this a modern condition where people think that life is perfect? Because like, I and mm-hmm. I was thinking about it because, you know, back in the day, 100, 200 years ago, one out of five children survived. Like death was rampant in families. Poverty was this, I mean, there was literally no middle class. Like poverty was pretty much everybody. And so like all of these, these comforts that we take for granted, survival that we take for granted just wasn't there. So I think that like back then you probably expected to have problems. And then if there wasn't a problem, you were like, whoa, this is incredible. Wait, you want to hear something crazy? I think it was like it wasn't until like the 1940s, I think it was, that they 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 realized that like if a baby has jaundice, all they need is sunlight. Did you know <laughs> that? Like, yeah, it was like that late. Like uh, kids were perishing all the time because of that. Like it's crazy, but like stupid stuff. Like I mean, like things like that. Dude, that we or, just didn't know. Or you know, uh, I forget. Per, per, uh, anyway, so like doctors were delivering children after doing autopsies on dead people without washing their hands and yeah. wondering why women died right after childbirth. Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, yeah. I mean, yeah, all this crazy. crazy stuff. I mean, who knows what's, what they're going to find out in like 50 years and they're going to be like, these people were morons. Yeah, were they, were just, they were just killing themselves. You know, it's like when the yeah. x-ray machine came out and they had it in shoe stores so like people could see how good the shoe fit. They were like just injecting be... themselves with tons of radiation. Yeah, they're going to be like, these morons took a little radiation phone device and put it right in their crotch all day long. Like, what are they thinking? (laughs) Yeah, it is funny. Uh, But that's just, I think that's it, though, right? That's part of the problem of, like, we don't, there's always going to be problems because we don't know, we don't know the future. And we also don't know everything about our world, right? We don't. There's so many unknowns. And then on top of that, there's all these other creatures and people running around doing things that makes more unknowns. So it's like, you know, and I think this maybe it's also like a thing with control. Like we want to control everything. We want everything to be a certain way. I don't know. It's very hard. But like, yeah, we're always going to encounter. Can't get rid of problems. But I think maybe like I there's a lot of philosophers who do talk about it in the sense of like how you respond to them and how you interpret them in the sense of meaning is kind of the important thing. Like, do you see this as something like, like, do I look at like problems as something that needs to be eradicated, fought, just erased from existence? Or do I see them as something positive, maybe a way to overcome things, to change, to grow, to keep, you know, kind of moving forward, progressing, maybe, you know, a means to achievements, to feeling good, to meaning. I think, you know, if we can shift our perspective, it might make it that, yeah, there's going to be problems, but they're looked at very differently. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's an important distinction is like using problems to become something because anything you've ever wanted to do or become had problems that you had to encounter. 
And it's just like oh, yeah. the problems are generally the things that get you in the direction you want to go, or at least tell you the tell you that you're going in the wrong direction. Because like oftentimes <laughs> when we have problems we really don't want, it's because we're going in the wrong direction, and we need some guidance. That's a good point too. Actually, yeah, I think the biggest, you know, especially recently in my life, like the biggest life changes that I've made have been when I like when the problems have like basically told me that I need to make a life change. <laughs> when like that's how i finally realized that like this was not working like it was just too much too you know and i and i realized i don't want to like i also realized i didn't want to address these problems like does that make sense like Mm -hmm. this was not worth it and you know yeah so it can also be a good way to know where you need to go too see the times when i was the most depressed in life was when i was headed in a direction i did not want to be going and i felt hopeless about making the changes to go in a direction that i wanted yeah, and, and you, yeah, just noticing you, that and being able to start taking steps in that direction, it changed everything. Yeah, but you have that fear, right? Like I put so much time in, even though this sucks, I know what it is. So there's a sense of familiarity and normalcy to it. But it's like then you have to ask yourself: Do you really want to? Like, is that enough to really live your whole life like that? And the answer should be no. <laughs> you know, like no, that's not good enough. I need to do something else. Yeah, but it is. I mean, it can be very helpful for identifying, understanding what they're telling you is an important part of it, I think, about like what you really want, because it can be a good indicator of that. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I think is really important when dealing with problems is actually to like write it down, to like hammer it down, figure out exactly what the problem is, because oftentimes problems come with like this general feeling of unease, discomfort, all these different things. And it can become somewhat like nefarious. What exactly is causing it? But uh, once you actually like figure out exactly what the thing is and writing it down is so helpful because you can kind of dissect it as you're writing it, then you can be like, okay, well, this is the problem. So what are some possible solutions? What can I do about it? You know, just brainstorm. And then, yeah. yeah. I'm a huge fan of that, actually. I love writing things down. I've done it my whole life. And I think it's great because like, one, it's private. But you get it into the world. Like, you can show somebody if you want, but you don't have to, you know? And, like, but it's also, like, there is I'm, something... I'm writing for posterity. They're going to yeah. they're gonna publish my journals after I die. I really have to. <laughs> I'm but, yeah, it's, like, you know... <laughs> but it's nice, too, because, like, when you do, like, you can really get clear about things. Like you said, like, I there's been so many times where, like, I know something's wrong. Or, like, I know something's not right for me anymore. But it's, like, that doesn't necessarily tell me... A, what I really should be doing. Why is it wrong? Why is it really bothering me? What about it is such a big issue? You know what I mean? Like, but when you get clear about it, it can actually tell you, okay, this is the problem. Like, it's not like maybe it's not this specific thing, but it's something about it. I need to move, you know, maybe move or reorient or do something different. Or maybe I just need to abandon it all together and do something completely new. You don't know. Or, you know, and it's like, I think that's such a helpful way to kind of like assess things before you just either commit and just put your head down and live a miserable life. Or, you know, make changes that maybe aren't correct for getting things back on course. Because you can't do anything yeah, you don't know. You yeah, know? and like sometimes it comes up where the problems aren't that I'm doing anything wrong. It's just like I'm seeing it in the wrong light. You know, yeah. like I'll be doing something and then I'm getting criticism because it's not the societal norm or something like that. And I'm letting that become a problem. Oh, dude, that's those are the worst, right? Because like if you're trying to live your own life, like you're always going to get that feedback. Because people always think they know what's right. 
society always knows best, right? And it's like, if you're living your own life, you're going to be against that. And that's one of the hardest things because you have to kind of block that out to realize that you're okay still. You're doing the right thing, but it's very hard sometimes. We're conditioned to, you know, we want to belong. And, you know, so it makes it hard to, to face that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So unfortunately, life's not going to be problem free. Nope. I remember, I remember <laughs> there was a story uh, about some guy. He was like a farmer and he heard about the Buddha, this enlightened being all all wise all knowing and so he went and he saw the buddha and he's like you know my life's pretty good but i have some i have some issues like i have a great wife but sometimes she nags me and you know sometimes she doesn't do what she's supposed to do and so it really bothers me and my kids are excellent but sometimes they don't listen to me and sometimes they make a mess in the house and you know i have this productive farm but some years that you know it just doesn't produce and other years you know it doesn't make as much as i wanted and so he, he's like, you're an enlightened being. Like, can you help me? How do I how do I solve these problems? And the Buddha's like, I can't help you. And he's like, what? You're an enlightened being. I mean, you're supposed to know everything. And he's like, listen, I can't save you from these 97 other problems. I can only save you from the 98th problem. And he's like, the 98th problem? What's that? And he's like, thinking that you can have a problem-free existence. Yeah. <laughs> This is it, but I think this is something humans have struggled with though forever, really. I mean, you know, it's something we've I mean, you look at the you look at the journals of Marcus Aurelius, you see there somebody struggling consistently with similar problems day in and day out, and recognizing like I mean, he was at the if anybody was gonna have a problem for existence, it could have been him, right? Like, but you know, he didn't because he cared about what he and I think this is the other thing. Problems are also an indication that you do care. Like, you know, if you didn't care about anything, you probably wouldn't have problems because you would just it would just roll off you. You wouldn't be interested. Like, but most of us are interested in trying to, you know, develop, grow, uh, you know, achieve things, do things, have good relationships. And that's always going to come with problems. But because you care, there are problems. And I think that's another way to understand it kind of and know, like, you know, because you care about your your happiness or or your quality of life you're going to have problems sometimes because you're going to realize you might be going down the wrong path or you need to make a major change or something. Or like, you know, because you care about your relationship, you're going to have to deal with some difficult situations sometimes. It's just how it is, you know? And I think thinking of it that way is a good way to look at it. Like we can't, problem free is just a bad idea. It doesn't work. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the concept of always being happy. <laughs> it's just an yeah. illusion. It is. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's, it's funny because talking about the Buddha, like, his he he grew up with some type of royalty. He was a king, oh, super, a prince, or yeah. something like that. And so his, his dad, dad tried to make him. Him, give him a problem-free yeah. existence. He like all sickness was banished, all old age was banished, all poverty was banished, and Buddha still had problems. You know, well, he, he, got, like he his, got out one day and saw it. Right? Could you imagine that if you never saw somebody who was old or never saw somebody sick, and then you get outside and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> How the rest of the world looks. I'm going to eat one one grain of rice for the rest of my life. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, but it's like, okay, so that's actually, I, I'm glad we brought that up too. So like he, he noticed all these things were wrong, all these problems in yeah. the world. And so then he went on this whole aesthetic thing, aesthetic, where he basically denied himself everything. He ate one grain of rice per day. He like, you know, didn't, I don't know what else he did. I always but hated said, that those two words were so close together. You know what I mean? Aesthetic and ascetic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I know. It makes it difficult. And so he had all these 
problems. Okay, problem. Eat one grain of rice a day. Like if that's not a problem, I don't know what a problem is. And, yeah. You know, problem sitting under the Bodhi tree until enlightenment. That's a freaking problem. Like if anybody's ever tried seated meditation, that's a problem. Like especially yeah. if you try it for like eight hours or something. Yeah, it's tough. And he just did it for days, months, I think. So, but he had all these problems. But the problems were like the pathway to his enlightenment. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it too, I think. Because like, well, without them, you would never have done it, right? If he had never recognized them, or like if his, you know, if his father was successful for long enough, he probably would turn out very different. He wouldn't have, you know, become the person that he did become and then be able to start this whole thing. He would have been yeah. one of these entitled kids in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Driving a Lamborghini, running over yeah. things, just not caring. Yeah. yeah, it is funny though. But I think this is the issue because I think this is why, probably why we see so many people who, you know, so aggressively pursue you know, the capitalist ideal and then are and then don't understand why things aren't perfect when they get there. It's like because you're chasing one thing, you're not really addressing all the other stuff that makes up a life, a whole life, you know, and a whole life's always going to have issues. You know, like no matter what you do, no matter how successful, how great, how powerful you are from a societal perspective, you can still get sick. People are still going to die. There's still going to be accidents. There's, you know, it's just going to happen. And so thinking that it's going to go away is just ridiculous you can't shield yourself from it Mm -mm. yeah so there you have it that's why you're still gonna have problems until you die that's the only time problems are gonna go away permanently try to look at them differently it is hard but try to see them as as both a guide to a better life i think a way to understand what changes you need to make but also as a way to keep developing growing and you know a positive thing too because they are something for us to focus on and overcome that can make our lives better, too. Yeah, you don't call them problems. You call them opportunities. Yeah, Before I say any more good. dumb stuff, that's, that's good, it for this it? episode. <laughs> if you yeah. did enjoy this episode, uh, make sure to you know give us a good review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. It helps out so much. This is the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. I'll see you later, Danny. Later, Randy. What a proper.